it's really lovely to be speaking to you live this evening we've done a lot of pre-recorded haven't we and so we're going without a, a safety net today um and thinking about in the continuation of our series we're looking at what's next now i don't know how you're getting on post lockdown as we're starting to emerge how you're finding things for me i am really enjoying being able to see a few more people face to face it's lovely isn't it to be able to go for walks or even sit outside coffee shops now and chat to people but i'm finding it super weird that we can't hug and we can't greet each other in quite the same way as maybe we would have done before we were at the car park service last sunday and a lady there was telling me how she hasn't managed to see her grandchildren in several months and was obviously really upset by that of course you would be and I just felt like I wanted to kind of touch her on the shoulder or give her a hug to comfort her. And we obviously can't do that yet. Those times are coming, but we're not quite there yet. And some of us are just experiencing a weird sense of just weariness, aren't we, of tiredness. This, this thing seems to be going on for quite a long time. And a friend explained it this week and said, it feels like we're in some kind of holding pattern. You know how aeroplanes just get into a, a flight kind of oval in the sky where when they're waiting to land, they're waiting for their time. They just fly round and round whilst they're waiting for something to happen. And in some senses, although lockdown is easing, we are able to do more than we could. We're not back into kind of full freedom of what we'd expect yet. And so it does feel a little bit like we're in a holding pattern. As a church, we don't yet know yet all the details of how we're going to emerge and all the timings of things. We are working on that. But it strikes me that this time is a really important one for us to think about what is important going forward. And so that's why we're doing this little mini series called What's Next. And a couple of weeks ago, Nigel talked really passionately about children and youth and how we want to put them first as we think about gathering. And we are doing a lot of planning and preparation behind the scenes about that. We'll put some photos onto social media this week, but excitingly, our um, outside youth venue is taking shape. Um, if you were at the car park service, you'll have seen that there was a frame in place and now it's got a tarpaulin over it. And so we're creating space where we can be slightly undercover and get gathered together with our youth and with our kids and then also sometimes with some grown ups probably too. Now, last week, Paul talked about the story from Acts where Peter and John went to the temple on the way they saw the lame man. I don't know if you heard that talk. If you didn't, it's well worth a listen. Paul was talking about how we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and expectant of all that God wants to do with us just in our day to day. And I wonder whether you've been able to put any of that into practice this week. Someone texted me and said that they woke up and just felt that they should make um, a cake for somebody. They didn't know who. And then later on in the day came across somebody who had been in, spent the afternoon A and E with um, really bad foot pain. And they had the chance to pray for this guy um, and give him the cake. Now, he wasn't healed, but he was very grateful for both the prayer and the cake. So this couple were just trying to respond to a nudge from God there. And if anything like that's happened to you this week, then why don't you put a note of it in the chat or at least tell your life group as you gather together in, in the week. And this week, I'm going to be talking about relationships. As we come out of lockdown, I think it's really important that we consider our relationships and we prioritise for them. And there are three different relationships I want to look at this evening. The first is our relationship with Jesus. The second is our relationship with our immediate family and very close friends, maybe our housemates. And the third is our relationships as part of the church community. And so that's where we're going tonight. We're looking at those three different types of relationship. 
So the first one we're going to look at is our relationship with Jesus. Now, as we emerge from lockdown, I know that some of you are really grateful for what you've been able to do this year. You've had time and space to establish different rhythms and practices and patterns within your life with Jesus. You've had more time to pray than ever before or to read the Bible. And that's felt really wonderful for you. Just feel you've entered into a new kind of depth of friendship with God. And that is a wonderful thing, a precious thing. But I know that there are, in fact, and one friend I was talking to this week just said the loveliest thing I wrote down what she said. She said, this year, I've learned that it's not all about Sundays. My faith is about wherever I am and taking Jesus into every day and every area of my life. I love that, taking Jesus into every day and every area of my life. And that's been some of our experience, hasn't it? But there are others of us who maybe are carrying regrets and feeling wobbly or dissatisfied in their relationship with Jesus after this past year. Maybe you have found work and home life so busy that you feel you haven't had much time to connect with him. Perhaps you've discovered that your faith was really centered largely around going to church on Sunday and meeting up with friends there. And once that rhythm or routine had been removed, you just feel like you haven't been able to connect. Maybe you're someone for whom Zoom life groups are just really difficult. You find it hard to relate that way. Maybe you feel like you've lost focus and just got out of the habit of being with Jesus. And maybe you're someone who just feels really disappointed because you haven't managed to face the pressures of last year in the way that you hoped you might. And instead you've turned to food or online shopping or drinking too much wine or porn or Netflix or something else to get you through. Now this evening I've got really good news for you. Because if you're feeling a sense of discontent, of disappointment, of sadness about your relationship with Jesus, that's a really good thing. It's a sign that he is wooing you and drawing you back to himself. That might be for the first time or it might be for the first time in a long time that Jesus is calling you home. He actually tells a wonderful story in Luke. It's in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 32. And it's about a rich family who have got two sons and the youngest decides he wants an adventure. And so he asked for his inheritance early and he goes off ignoring his family and spending everything he's got. The money runs out and he ends up friendless and starving. And his dad, in that culture would have every right to disown him. But you may know the story. The father does something unexpected. He opens his arms, he welcomes his son back. And that is how Father God responds to us too. And so tonight, if you're feeling a sense of regret or a sense of distance from God, his arms are open wide to you. In Romans, we're told God's kindness is intended to lead us to repentance. And actually in the message, it says this, God is kind, but he's not soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. And so this isn't something to be toyed with or to be mocked. These feelings of feeling discontented and far, far from God are not things to ignore. God is giving you an invitation and an opportunity to come back. He wants to lead you into radical life change. And if that's something that you want, it's a free gift. You can do nothing to, to earn it. You just have to receive it.
And so before we move on, I wonder if we might spend a moment now just considering where you are in your relationship with God. Are you somebody who for this past year, you just feel it's deepened and, and it's really a joyful place to be? Oh, you're somebody who wants to turn your heart back to him this evening. Take a moment to think about it. You know, coming out of lockdown, prioritising for relationship with Jesus is really important. Of course, I'd say that I'm your pastor. And we've created some spaces and some places to do that and to really consider that. On the website and through our life groups, we're looking at a tool which is a, called a spiritual health check. You can find it on the website and then you can also look at the questions yourself and chat with a friend through life group. Or if you want someone to chat about it with, then do contact the office and we'll buddy you up with somebody to do that, to consider what the past year has been and also how you can connect with God more. But if you're someone who tonight is saying, God, I want to come back to you. I want to come back to that welcome, those open arms. Then why don't you just say yes to him in your heart? Just say, yes, please. I'm sorry, I've made a mess. I've been a long way away and I want to come back. So we're prioritizing or thinking about our relationships with Jesus. The second type of relationships I'd love us to be thinking about are the relationships with our immediate family and our close friends, maybe the housemates who you live with. Again, through lockdown, some people have reported great things, haven't they? How they feel so much closer to their spouse, how they've loved having time with their kids, how they've really enjoyed reprioritizing. But also many of us were facing pressures and challenges in our lives and relationships and our home lives even before lockdown. And lockdown has just amplified those. And so maybe in this past year, you have experienced financial or marriage or parenting pressures. Perhaps you had very different attitudes toward COVID towards other people living in your house. You know, you were really keen to keep the place clean and they were just had a bit of a more of a laissez-faire attitude. Perhaps you had to step into homeschooling or different work roles that you weren't expecting. And as we emerge from lockdown, it's really good to take stock of our relationships. I was looking at some research this week. The UK charity Relate um, has asked a number of people questions about lockdown and came up with some interesting stats. They said that 40% of singles said they experienced lockdown, um, loneliness during lockdown. But 29% realised that they were happier being on their own. Isn't that interesting? Actually, the time and space has made some of us just really appreciate being able to be in our own company. 59% of couples said they felt more committed to their partners after lockdown. But 17% said that lockdown made them realise their relationship was over. And 7% of people discovered their partner was having a real or a virtual affair during lockdown and had to deal with the fallout of that. Various domestic violence charities have re recorded peaks in people ringing and asking for help. And so in this season, as we're emerging from lockdown, it's really good to consider your relationships, our relationships, and if we need any extra help and support. You mentioned earlier on Churches That Heal. It's a course which helps us look at our men mental and emotional well-being. 
and the relationships that we have and the structures that we've got in place. And if that could be helpful for you, I really encourage you to sign up to be part of that. And if you're married and in the church and you've found that lockdown has put extreme pressure on your relationship that's been just hard to handle, it might be that things are feeling very difficult and wobbly. And I just want to encourage you to ask for help. Don't leave it until it's too late. Don't assume that it's inevitable that things are going to have to, you're going to have to split up or going to have to part because that there is help out there. We're running a love after marriage course later on in the year, which is a marriage support course, um, which has had loads of people have been through that and found it extremely helpful. But if your need is even more urgent than that, please be in touch with me and we can do it confidentially and there is some help and support available. It may be that you're struggling with finances. We've got a hardship fund and we've got people who are trained to help with um, debt counselling and with um, money management. And so if you need help in those areas, please don't be silent until everything crumbles. If you need help, there is help out there. There's help available. And so we're looking at relationship with Jesus. We're looking at our relationships with other people and what we need to do to have those in a, a good place. And then finally, we're going to look at our relationships in the church community. What about church community after lockdown? You know, Nigel mentioned life groups, didn't he? Our life groups have done really well over the past year. And many of us have committed to week on week getting in front of a Zoom call and showing each other the pictures on our wall and the kind of contents of our houses as we've had these chats. Some people have really preferred the fact that they can join in from home. If you um, our parents, it's been great to be able to go to life group together rather than have to get babysitters. And I know certainly in the winter months, several people commented that they much preferred being able to have life group on Zoom because it meant they wouldn't have to go out and drive in the dark and the cold nights in order to um, get to somebody's home. So there have been loads of benefits, haven't there, of being able to stay connected in this way. Online church has become quite easy. I don't know how you're watching tonight. Maybe you're sitting there with a glass of wine, finished off your communion wine, wearing your pajamas. Maybe you're catching up later on whilst you're cooking or washing up. Maybe you're listening as you're going for a run. It's been easy to fit online church into our lives, hasn't it? It can be quite convenient. But we've got increasing opportunities now to get together face to face. We've got our car park services, which are happening every other Sunday. So you can sign up and come and join us next week. At half past nine, we've got a family service. At 11 o'clock, we've got a grown-up service in the car park. And we are working towards being able to be together face-to-face -to -face in the building as things unlock. Maybe you're raring to go, but maybe you're just a bit reluctant about coming back. You're really wondering whether it's worth it or what it's all about and a few people have mentioned that to me a few people say i can't wait to be back face to face but a couple of people have said oh i'm really thinking about that now and reevaluating what i'm doing and it's made me think too it's made me think about why we gather together as church family now in hebrews 10 25 it tells us don't give up meeting together and the New Testament model was that the, the believers met together every single day in, each, in the temple courts, in each other's homes. They worshipped, they had fellowship together, they listened to the, the teaching of the apostles and they um, then were scattered to share the good news with people around them. 
They had plenty of incentive to keep meeting together because they were seeing amazing things happening amongst them. And so it made me think, well, so why would we maybe give up meeting together? What are the things that stop us wanting to join together as a church family? I've got a few. Maybe you can think of some too. The first is that maybe actually you prefer just to stay in bed on a Sunday morning. You've got out of the habit of getting up and getting out and getting the kids ready and into the car and coming to church. And you just like sitting in your pyjamas and having a slow and easy Sunday morning. Maybe you even fancy going off to the beach or going to see family or doing other things on Sunday rather than gathering with the church family. Maybe you're just finding it's hard to engage all ages. You know, your teenagers aren't keen to come or your um, younger kids are, are hard to keep contented. Perhaps you're new to the church family and you think, oh, it's really awkward to try and get to know a lot of new people. I'm really nervous about going. Or maybe you're an old timer and you think, oh, I remember some of the people I used to mix with then. I wasn't that keen on them. Why would I want to go and be part of a community of people that I'm not kind of sure that I'm the same as I'm different to? Maybe you're just thinking, actually, I get what I need online. I can tune into a, a great sermon from another church. I can catch up with our service and see different people from the church family. I can enjoy worship from somewhere else at the time that I want. So those are all reasons that we might want to give up meeting together. And, you know, I'm not knocking online church. I think that in some form, online church is going to be here to stay. Certainly within our church family, that's what we are looking to in the foreseeable future. There are people who can join with us online who can't get to us face to face for lots of different reasons. But I think there's something really important and really vital about us meeting together too. And so I've got some reasons why we shouldn't give up meeting together. The first reason is this, that Jesus loves the church. In Ephesians 5.25, it tells us this. It says Jesus loves the church and he gave up his life for her. The second thing is that in various places, it tells us that Jesus is the head of the church. It tells us that in Colossians 1, 18. And I just think, gosh, who wouldn't want to be part of an organisation that Jesus is in charge of? So he loves the church. He's the head of the church. But also the church is described as Jesus's body. In 1 Corinthians 13, 27, it says, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. And I'm just going to read from Romans. Let me grab my Bible. Romans 12, verses 4 and 5, says this. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We're many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. And it goes on to talk about different gifts that God gives different people within the church family, within the body. In 1 Corinthians 12, it echoes this. It's the, this is kind of carrying on from the passage that Jeanette read earlier on in communion. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're in verse 12. The human body has many parts. The many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. It goes on to say the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less the part of the body. If the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? 
but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part where he wants it. And it goes on to say, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. And so the church is designed, is created not to be independent Christians who are living their faith and living their, their walk with Jesus on their own in their homes. But actually we're designed to be in community together and we need each other. Another passage talks about how we belong to each other. And in the body, we need our left ear and our right knee. We need our nostril and our toe. All of these parts of the body are equally important to help the body function well. And so if there's any doubt in your mind, I want you to know that Winchester Vineyard Church needs you. The body needs you in order for us to function well. So what is the point of this body? It's not just a body that lies on the sofa and kind of watches telly. As a body, we function together. We function to serve Jesus and to serve the world. And Jesus himself said that we can show people himself through our authentic relationships. In John 13, 34, he says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. The way we support, care for, encourage, provide for one another is an example of love. Now, I find it really interesting that Jesus said this to the disciples shortly before he was going to leave them. So these guys have been together for three years already. You'd think they'd have this all sorted. But Jesus is really aware that in what's coming, they are going to need to be reminded to love one another. Because the disciples weren't a homogenous group. They'd come from very different backgrounds, different political opinions, probably different ages, different occupations, different experiences. They're a bit like us as a church. And so how do we love one another when we are so different? For the disciples, it wasn't going to be an easy ride. If you go on and read the rest of the New Testament, you'll see that they did lots of fun things together and they worshipped together and saw God do amazing things. But they also fell out with each other. They got angry. Some of them stormed off and didn't talk to each other for ages. They had to work hard to make their relationships work. But Jesus said, when you love one another, people will see something. They'll see that you're my followers. They'll see something different. And that's something that we've experienced as we have experienced love and care from people in the church family. It's a real example to those around us. Just really simple things when people have brought us meals around when our children you know, were little, or we've had help and support in different ways. It's been a way of us showing the love that exists within the church family. And that's even more dramatic when we, can, when we love people who don't look like us. And so I think we're to keep on, live, keep on meeting together because, I'm just scrolling back, Jesus loves the church. He's the head of the church. We're his body. We're all needed because we all have a part to play. We're all different. And as we operate together, people see Jesus's love through us. And then finally, there are other reasons, but finally for tonight, I think we need to continue to physically meet together because this is where we see the kingdom come. 
Over the next weeks, we're going to be talking some more about practical things, about how we do encourage one another and spur one another on and how we forgive one another. I'm sorry, I'm smiling because the dog is just about to trip over one of <laughs> the leaves in the background and pull everything over. So bear with us just one moment. <laughs> Go on, dog. <laughs> now, this never happened when we were pre-recording, did it? But we see the kingdom come in our own lives and in other people's lives. I received a really lovely email a couple of weeks ago about someone who's been around the church family for a few years and came having had a really very painful background experiences and experiences in the other churches. And she came and she just become been part of a life group and has connected with some of our um, healing prayer ministries and had some counseling and different things that have happened in order to help her become healed up from some of the experiences of the past and really see God at work in her life now. And she said, I see my workplace as my mission field and the love and the healing that I've received from Jesus, I just want to be able to give away to other people. I thought, wow, isn't that amazing? As we are close together, as we meet together, as we share our lives, honestly, as we deal with the challenges that we face, our differences, as we learn to forgive one another and encourage one another and spur one another on, we're part of seeing God's kingdom coming. We're part of seeing change happen in our own life and change happening in other people's lives. And isn't that exciting? And so if you were in any doubt, I hope that you will be encouraged to come and join together with us. Online is great, it will continue in different forms. Do keep connecting in with your life group online whilst you can and with our online Sundays. But if you can too, we would love you to come and join us in person and to really express community together. Not to stay away, but to step right in. It's very easy for you to see this little window into my tidy corner of my house and me with my face done talking to you this evening. But those people who really know me do get to see the laundry and they get to see me without my makeup and they get to see me on the difficult days as well as the good days. And I really appreciate that friendship and that community. And I'm sure that you will too. So as we come out of lockdown, let's think about our relationships. Think about our relationship with Jesus. Let's think about our relationships with our close family and our, our immediate friends. And let's think about our relationships within the church community. And I encourage you in each of those areas to see what the Holy Spirit is saying to you tonight and see how you can take a step closer in. Thanks for listening. <laughs>